Delivering great-tasting product to your customers is important. Saving energy, space, and improving operational efficiencies is good for your bottom line. A perfect choice for convenience retailers, Adande Refrigeration's patented modular units deliver so many efficiencies, it's no wonder brands such as Sheets and Get-Go are installing these temperature-stable, hold-the-cold fridges across their U.S. food courts. When it comes to refrigeration, convenience is at the very heart of Adande Refrigeration. Learn how you can excel in food service, save time, space, and energy with Adande Refrigeration at adande.co.uk or adande.com. Professionals in the know, choose Adande. You're listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast, brought to you by Global Convenience Store Focus. Shop Talk Live is a unique video and podcast series featuring senior retail executives in the global convenience, fuels, and mobility retail industry, hosted by Dan Munford and Carolyn Schneer. Welcome to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. In this episode, Dan Munford welcomes back Thomas Ennis to talk about a brand new spar pop-up store in Dublin, Ireland. Last season, Dan spoke with Thomas and Maxol CEO Brian Donaldson about the state of convenience retail in Ireland. We learned in that episode that Spar is frequently on the cutting edge of the format and this new store literally popped up in the middle of Dublin seemingly overnight. It is created and assembled to be taken down easily and nearly everything is on wheels. After listening, I encourage you to check out the video version of this episode to see the photos of this really cool store on Shop Talk episode number 58 at globalconvenienstorefocus.co.uk. Declining city centers, are they a bigger challenge to our industry than inflation? Today, we're going to be discussing this on Shop Talk Live with one of Ireland's most innovative convenience retailers, Thomas Ennis. Hi, guys. Well, Thomas, you're always a man with ideas, and we're going to be talking about one you've had recently, which has been getting a lot of attention. Um, How do you always come up with new stuff? Oh, God. I suppose when um, you're just around, Dan, you're on the shop floor, you kind of walk around uh, the city centre, you walk around your environment, you kind of... You touch and feel and breathe the space you're in. And sometimes things like pulp moments happen. And sometimes it's uh you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. But also, you know, I talk to yourself, Dan, I talk to other retailers around globally, actually, because retail is quite small. You're reading some of the stuff you guys put out, and you might see an idea and and something that a retailer at the other end of the world is doing, and then you just kind of say, Well, we could do that here, you know. So you get it from all it's like i'd like to say i come up with brainwaves but i i pull everything together and watch and listen to people that i respect and sometimes you get a nugget which i feel this is and sometimes you get it wrong so it's it's i think we've we've talked before about irish retailers we're we're very willing to take chances and this was me taking a chance and i think it's gonna work well let's let's talk let's talk about that nugget that uh, I think it's definitely a nugget and uh, obviously a lot of interest in the story that we wrote about it but before we talk about that let's just obviously you're you're a very well known retailer uh, in Ireland and, and globally Thomas but you know Dublin and Dublin city center from a retail perspective inside out don't you and you've got a very good perspective on it so just on this subject of some of the changes in city centers over the last few years just tell us if you like what your what the changing experience has been from your perspective in in Dublin city centre over the last few years? Well, I'm actually working in the city centre since I was 15. Uh, so um, I, I think, uh, you know, I started in a place called Moore Street in Dublin, real working class as, as a butcher. So I'm very much familiar with the city centre on both sides, the south side and the north side of the Liffey. And I'm a proud, very, very proud Dubliner. 
Um, and, you know, the big difference I feel in the city centre happened, would you believe, at COVID. And by talking to other retailers globally, even on, on some of the travels, everyone feels the same, that there was nobody around. And so offices closed down, uh, businesses closed down during lockdowns at different times over the last number of years. And what I feel happened, an underbelly of crime, delinquents, gougers, whatever you want to call them, crept into the city because there was nobody, there was no nobody pulling, forcing them out. And they, they kind of crept in and they haven't gotten rid of them and they're still there. And you could have an opinion on why they're still there. You know, there's there's a homeless problem in around the city centre. Just I mean, you've seen yourself, Dan, I walked with you. Uh, Dublin has become the, the little bit of the shine that we had. It, it's just a little bit dirty at the moment. And um, I don't think it's any different to some of the other major cities that when things closed down, they were kind of neglected, I feel. And I think it's councils and governments need to put the spotlight back onto all major cities globally and, and do the things that we were kind of famous for. You know, it's I think that's what happened. That's my 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 gut feel because we 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 were around all through COVID. We we didn't close, and no. I think what happened. I think an underbelly got in, and I think they're just finding it hard to move them on. And what's happened now? We were back in Dublin three weeks ago through a really successful Nax event, which um, and a lot of retailers came to see your your some of your stores, Thomas. Um, one of the things that struck us, you're right. You know, like many major cities around the world, Dublin still has its issues. But business was back, wasn't it? You know, it was a lot of the stores that were there were, were had reinvested, that were doing very well. So, you know, things have Im- improved a, lo- a lot in Dublin city centre, haven't they? But Mondays and Fridays still quite quiet. Yeah, well, we're very lucky where we're positioned in the city centre. We've kind of sandwiched between a couple of good hotels. So tourism is, is off the chart. It's the busiest I've seen in a long time for tourism, both from outside Ireland and from internal, you know, from, from people around the country coming to Dublin for... Um, for weekends and what have you. So yeah, it the tourism is tourism is big. We've had a great weather like everybody. So we, we get a benefit from that. Uh, the Monday and Fridays, yeah, six months ago, there was a drastic kind of difference on Monday trading and Friday trading. Thursday became the new Friday. You know, everybody worked them them core days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Over the last couple of months, Dan, I've noticed a difference uh, that, you know, people seem to be around more Monday if it was to pick a day that's probably quieter, it would probably be the Friday. You know, people are working Monday to Thursday. So you can see what, what you're listening and reading in news and from what other uh, areas are doing. You can see that people are slowly but surely coming back to the office, you know, and uh, we can see that in our figures. Um, you know, bank holiday weekends are quiet anyway for us, so there's no drastic change in that so um yeah i can see them coming back down i can see it slowly but surely coming back well that's more good news isn't it but anyway i was at just to just to replay what happened three weeks ago i was at the the, the nax event and we we i came just before uh the, the the conference started had a chat with you and you said you know you you were telling me about your new idea so i said all right i'm going to come and see it thomas and i rang you the next day you very kindly um took me to the to the new uh, the new store um, during a, during a lunchtime at the Nax event. And there we are. Um, and uh, at this stage um, I didn't, you know, I hadn't, didn't have any idea of what the concept was. So what was the concept? What was, what was your idea? What was the nugget Thomas? Well, if you look, um, I suppose 
as I said earlier on, I do walk around the areas and you look at different things. And what's become apparent is a lot of empty units, um, you know, a lot of closed units that have potential. And uh, I, I'm afraid, I said this last year, actually, I was, I was talking about a thing and I said, all these closed uh, units, startups, indigenous suppliers, uh, you know, anybody who's starting a business should be given these units for free. Well, the, the landlord is going through whatever process he's going through, whether he's either going to sell it or whether he's looking to relet it, because these things take take a take a while and get life, life like people attract people, put some bloody life into it, get somebody in there doing something. Uh, you know, wherever that is, whether it's a startup making uh, clothes, making jewelry, put life into it. Put somebody who has a bit of passion about their business and they will breathe life into the building. So I kind of had approached a few people about going into some of the units. Short term leases, there's no no guaranteed deals here. I mean, if in, in Johnson's place in the pop up, if the landlord comes to me and tells me that he has somebody there in three months, I'm gone. And I totally understand that. And that's kind of, I think that's where the flexibility on both sides has cut through a lot of the red tape where we're all on the same page. Let me go in. Let me see what it's like. If it works for you, great. Works for me, great. If it doesn't work, let's be grown-ups about it and just pull the plug and come out. So I think once you have that conversation with a couple of people, uh, the next process of, of actually finding somewhere became became the next issue. And we did, you know, so uh, we looked at a few, but this one was was definitely the... Why was it a good location? Oh, well, it's a nice part of the city. It's down beside Stevens Green. Uh, you walk past the Gaily. It's kind of a little loop into George Street, uh, South William Street. It's a nice part of the city. It's eight minutes from where we are in Marion Road. So it's important for us that if we're doing anything that... I, I learned in 2008, I, I got a shop in a different county, that two hours in your car is, is non-productive. So we've kind of made a rule that has to be within a certain distance. So that's one of the main reasons that's close to us. Uh, it's a nice location. Uh, we know the area. Uh, and we know we knew the people involved, the estate agents, uh, Banning. They knew who we were. They knew what we were about. And it kind of made things that a little bit easier. And, uh, well, we wrote this article. Perhaps we could show we could show everybody. A lot of people have read this article. I think it's, it's our most read article this week, just explaining the idea behind it. This was, I think this was a week into your build. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, you you estimated a two-week project. So that's empty store, day one. It's just a shell. Uh, and I saw us, you know, I think six days in. So there was, you know, there was stuff inside to, to look at. And then you had this ready, you beat your own target. You had this ready in 13 days yeah. and um, you, you opened your store. So let's take a look at, let's take a look at uh, how it ended up 13 days later. Um, and uh, perhaps you can, you can tell us, you can tell us, let's just walk through the store and just. If you look at the outside there, that's a kind of throwback to the retro look of Spar uh, 60 years ago, 1963. If you look at the Spar sign, that's the sign from 1963. So it's a real retro, funky store. It's really, really good. And I have to give a lot of credit to Spar Ireland, uh, Declan, Ralph, Colin Donnelly and the team in Spar. They actually said, let's do it. Let's be a little bit nuts. Yeah, let's let's go for it. If you look at the, the, the signs inside, every bit of equipment, with the, with the, except the, the coffee equipment, is all secondhand. It's all been in different stores. 
around the Spar estate. So even the counters were, were kind of reconditioned from somewhere else. So it's really, really good. If you look at the insomnia, we're the first one with uh, oat milk from a, a machine, iced coffee. So we've kind of added new stuff to, to our own range. We'd never done that before. So so it's it's really, really good. Look at the signage, it's very retro. Uh, the record play, the records, they were there for me because obviously I mean, who knows, we know the big Stones fans. So they were all put up for me. But it's all different. I mean, stuff like that, Dan, you wouldn't see in a corporate built store. So it's great to get that flexibility and have a bit of fun. As I said to you before, I really, really had fun doing this. It was, it was a good bit of crack. Look at the okay. floor. That, that's a, that's yeah, like that's, that's, that's I was going to ask you, Thomas, yeah. that, 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 that 13 days is not a long time, you know, and yeah. the flooring, yeah. you know, how did you, how did you do that so quickly? Um, it, it's like Lego. It just clicks in. So when we, when we come out, we just unclick it and take it away from us, take it away. Um, the two spider fridges you see there, Dan, they're gone because it did what we had in them just didn't work. They weren't needed. So that's the beauty of what we did. We just unplugged it and wheeled them out and got rid of them because it didn't work. But as I know myself, when you're when you're building stores, we have a big re revamp coming up in another store in a couple of weeks. That all of this stuff, uh, you know, when they're put in place, they tend to stay there. Whereas in this particular store, everything you see there can be unplugged and moved around. So it's gives you great flexibility to kind of tinker with stuff, you know? Yeah, I guess that's another important, you know, facet of, of, of the idea, isn't it? You know, not only is it very, very quick to put up, you're, you, you're able to, you know, to, to do a deal that appeals to the landlords as well as, as well as, as well as yourself in un unused space. And then you can yeah. be very flexible in and, and watch what's working and quickly adapt. Yeah. I walked it this morning with Sandra and Joanna and we're, we're adding to the range already. Uh, we've been caught out uh, twice. We ran out of stuff that we didn't think we'd run out. As a retailer, that's a great complaint to get caught out and to get it wrong because the, the, the beauty of us is that we're very mobile and we can react very quickly and, and we fixed that already. So it, it really is, it's a great learning exercise for us. Like you think with the experience that we have, we're in the group that we fairly rarely get it wrong, but we've got it wrong in a couple of categories here, which I like because it just means that we just have to be sharper for the next one. So it's totally different and uh, it's it's working out really well week one. So very happy with it so far. So the yeah, I guess that's the a company, that's a, that's a BWG Spar Ireland concept. Uh, and that's kind of uh, tea as a, as a category has grown really, really strongly. And that's your herbal teas and something different. And what I like about that is that it's not overly, there's no over brand of Spar Ireland in it. They've just let the product do all the work. And as I said, Orla Jordan and her team at BWG Ireland came up with that. It was a fantastic piece of kit. And it's a really good concept. And I think that's going to, that's surprising us how well that's going. Well, that's it. I mean, let's focus on that a bit because I, I I love that, Thomas. I mean, one of the things I'm a big tea drinker yeah. and as, as is, well, you know, half the planet. And, um, it always struck me that tea was almost the poor relation of coffee in yeah. terms of how much attention retailers were giving it. But, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, I think this, this, this looks terrific, terrific. And it's, it's doing well for you, is it? Yeah, it is actually, because you're right, Dan, not everybody is a coffee drinker. And I suppose as retailers, we became snobs, Dan. We thought that everyone just drinks coffee, you know, and it's not, I have a coffee in the morning then I'd have a couple of cups of tea in the afternoon because, um, but I won't sleep. But it's really surprising, to be fair to the lads, they did a lot of research into it. So there's a nice selection. I think there's eight different teas there. And that surprised me, you know, how that's been received. Um, so that, that that's a good part of the good, nice piece of kit, nice branding. 
uh, designed really well, sits in perfect what we're doing. Again, on wheels, if we need to unplug it and move it, we can. And I guess this is this is one of the big differences, isn't it? Almost everything in the shop can be wheeled in and wheeled out, depending on how it's doing. Yeah. That's the trick, uh, and that's the beauty of it, Dan. You know, I've, you know, over the years, I've, you know, was involved in a lot of developments and, and builds of shops from, from scratch, and everything was always built and in its place. And, you know, sometimes it stayed there for eternity, and even though it didn't work, it's too much hassle to take the thing down. So typical retailers, we left it there. Whereas this particular site, with what we've put in here, we purposely, everything that we put in here can be moved. And that's that really is, uh, you know, from, from getting the keys to open it in less than two weeks, that, that's unheard of, you know. And uh, I have to be honest, all the credit for that, I'd like to think it was me. It wasn't. It was Spar Ireland and uh, Colin Donnelly with, with Declan Ralph, who you know, you know, and all, all the people that be our team behind it, but it really was a joint effort. We couldn't have gave ourselves uh, a two-week window and to get it done, and we did. So it's really cool. I'm really, really happy with it. And what do you think about your? Obviously, you 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 will have talked to some of your customers, and your your team will definitely talk to their customers. Were they were they aware that this was a this was a different kind of of store, or they just liked the fact they could buy the stuff they wanted where they you know in a convenient location? Yeah, we got a lot of press locally from some of the, the local radio stations and the, the local press because it happened so quickly that uh, people, you know, one week you're walking past and there's an empty build, building, the next week you have a real retro, uh, cool-looking spar. So it's uh, that's the feedback that we're getting, you know. We'd like to have stuck a deli into it because people are asking, is there no deli? Because we've been famous for our delis, but we didn't. And the reason we didn't, Dan, is because that brings a whole different raft of requirements in relation to the HSC and food safety that we didn't want to go to because the whole idea was this to be simple, get it in and get it out. And if you were to go down that road, fridges, uh, backup fridges, holding units, it just adds a layer of cost that we didn't want and a layer of difficulty that we didn't need. So it's kind of, that would be the only uh, bit of feedback that we're getting. Other than that, it's it's gone down really, really well with our consumers. Well, I suppose, and it makes sense to stay true to the, it is a concept, this, isn't it, Thomas? Yeah. And it's a different concept to what you, you've done before. And yeah. why would you add a deli which actually changes that concept and stops it being a temporary thing and makes it more of a permanent investment? You, you It makes sense not to do that, doesn't it? Well, you know, we've all made the mistakes over the years that we tried to be everything to everybody. And we, we just can't do that. So you pick your core business or what you want to do, even where our, our range is the top 10 top 12 top 15 we're not carrying the full range and 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 the beauty about this Dan, that can change as we go on what was the top 10 last week might be the top 10 this week and that is the absolute beauty about it that we can just continually change it take stuff out put stuff in we've challenged our suppliers uh, to come up with some new stuff you know and we've challenged spar ireland to come up with some new stuff let's be different let's be wacky let's try stuff that's the whole idea of a concept kind of store. Do different things. If it works, brilliant. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, you know yourself, it's no harm to fail and make mistakes and try things. So that's the whole idea of this. And we had said that at the beginning. We'll try everything, anything, you know. So it's so far, it's been well received. Good. And and I suppose, you know, if in, I guess, six months, the developer says, well, look, I've, I've just, sorry about this, Thomas, I've, I've got a new, I've signed a new tenant. Um, like to get them in within a, within a month or so. They're keen, you know. They like the location. Um, it's not going to be that hard at the moment in Dublin to find another 
op- opportunity, is it for you? No, no. The, the, this particular site, if we're coming out with that, and there's no one else going into it. It's it's a redevelopment site, so it's going through the planning at the minute. So that's that was one of the big pluses for us. So the option for us is when they redevelop the site is to go back into it. So there's a couple of couple of things that we'd like to put in place with with any developers that we're talking. That if they are going to redevelop and put retail, that to give us an opportunity to you know bid for that part of the of the development. And um, so you know, no, for us to come out here and go elsewhere is it's very very easy. We've been offered two sites already from from another two developers that have seen what we've done. Same thing again. They're going through a planning and uh, they're redeveloping the unit. Um, and, and they're saying to take us in, the, the rent and the cost are very, very minimal. You know, they just want to get life into the building. When I'm talking to people, that's the way we're explaining, you know, people attract people, put some life into it, put a bit of color into the development. It's not a big cost for us, it's not a big outlay, it's not a big development. So we can go in and come out just as quick. So but it puts life into a street that's you know as you've seen i think we walked down from marion road and we counted four or five prominent empty units we did yeah you know so it's and that's the same in most cities you know been to london's the new york chicago's and there is a lot of empty units just lying there and uh you know not saying it has to be a retailer it can be anybody but there should be opportunities given there for people to breathe a bit of life into the cities by doing something as simple and as you know thinking outside the box really you know well i guess this is this is this is where convenience retail is really isn't it at the moment you know there's a number of challenges aren't there but there's also quite a lot of big opportunities but as ever you know it takes a bit of creativity doesn't it to sort of to to, to change your approach a little bit yeah it, it takes a lot and you know but you know we, you know i do be talking to people about different things as you know and and you know, when the Knacks were here, we were talking, I think we were put in touch with a couple of Swedish retailers and we were talking to them and uh, we, we saw that Dan Barker from uh, um, Aramark went over and talked to them about how we take chances in the food industry and they they were a bit reluctant in their convenience stores. And I was saying to them, if you get all the, all the people involved in it, like, so when we were doing this, it wasn't Thomas Ennis, it was Thomas Ennis, it was Sparrow and Beetle G. It was our suppliers, you know, it was a Ritzit. We got all the main people involved. And the conversation was that we'll all share the pain. So if there's pain, we'll share it. But if it's good, we'll share that as well. So if you get if you get the key people involved in what you're doing and the project, and it's from the start that they're involved. I stood in that unit with Colin Donnelly when there was nobody in it. We actually looked at the unit two doors down, Dan, would you believe? And then it was a bit small, and, and we looked at this one then. So you need to get everybody involved from the start. And I think if that happens, it just makes that the journey that little bit better. So that's how we did it. We got everybody involved from the get-go. And thankfully and luckily enough, that everybody was on board, you know. Well, look, Thomas, I really appreciate you explaining the concepts and you're you're always very hospitable and willing to share your ideas with the rest of the world. And, you know, the rest of the world is watching. Um, and I'd be really amazed if we don't see some more of these pop-up stores and they'll be trying to beat 13 days, won't they? <laughs> so thanks very much. <laughs> thanks very much for joining us, Thomas. And um, look, as ever, you know, we look forward to your next big idea on this. No problem, Dan. Thanks for having me on. All right. Take Thank care. Thank you for listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. This episode was produced by Dan Munford and Nick Scherzer with support from Jenna Ferguson and Lorraine Evans. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Carolyn Schneer, and music was provided by Wolfgang Worley. 
Tune in every other week for new episodes and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and learn more at globalconvenienceStorefocus.co.uk.